three, two, one. Welcome to 96.3 OHM Radio. This is Tales from the Manor presented by Enough Pie, a nonprofit organization in Charleston's Upper Peninsula that uses creativity to connect and empower the community. Tales from the Manor features a conversation with residents of Joseph Floyd Manor with me, Jay Smith, and my co-host, Summer Anderson. Joseph Floyd Manor is a public housing high-rise in Charleston's Upper Peninsula filled with unique and wise elders who have incredible stories to share with the world. We're here to shine a little light on these neighbors and learn a little more about the people that came before us. So thank you for listening. Today, I'd like to welcome our special guest, Kenneth Buck. Thank you so much for joining us today in the studio. How are you doing? I feel pretty good today. That's good. We're so happy to have you. Thank you so much for being here, Kenneth. Uh, we like to start off every show by asking our guests, uh, can you share where and when you were born and a little about the place where you grew up? Sure. It was Niagara Falls, New York, and I was born in 1959. A lot of my childhood was great. We used to ride our bikes over the Rainbow Bridge to Canada. I always loved the Canada side better. It's, people were really friendly and seemed to be a lot cleaner back then. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we climbed up the side of the falls on our side, New York side at one time. Oh we took the elevator down and climbed up the side. <laughs> the that's crazy. All the way up to the top. How long did that take? Yeah, it only took about 15 minutes. And uh, mm. I was friend with an Indian. Uh-huh. And uh, he went right up there. And, of course, we had to follow him. <laughs> he shimmied up. Was that a, maybe that wasn't his first time. No, I don't know. But uh, Don Watson, he was, uh-huh. yeah, he was a pretty good guy. And... All of us had to follow him right up there. So what is he doing? So we had to do it too. Was it a, sm- a small town where you grew up? Um, well, to me it wasn't. I mean, mm-hmm. Niagara Falls is a city mm-hmm. close to Buffalo, 20 yeah. miles away. Mm-hmm. Buffalo is kind of big. Mm-hmm. But at that time it didn't seem small. Right. Uh, now, New York City, I didn't like New York City too much. I Went through there three different times traveling yep. to other parts of the country. Yep. But mm-hmm. Niagara Falls, I really did like. A nice town. I like Grand Island, too. Did a lot of fishing and hunting yeah. over there. Oh. Did you have any, like, certain hobbies that you'd like to play? Or that, was there something that, like, the town was known for that you'd like to get into? Well, when I was a kid, we used to hunt and fish all the time. We used to ride our bikes over the Grand Island camp out for a week sometimes and hunt and fish. Caught a lot of fish. We actually cooked them too and ate them. That was the Niagara River. That's where I learned how to swim. (laughs) Cold water. Right. You know, some of my childhood wasn't all that great, but a lot of it was. My mother met a man. as my stepfather. She she was married to him for 45 years, and that was the love of of her life move him back up to New York here just recently. I remember you telling me about that. It took me four times to get him up there and back. Oh, no. And that's after being told I would never drive again. Wow. After the fall I had in 2003. 
Well, let's talk about that. You mentioned you were in Charlotte at the time. Will you tell us what happened? And I was the head of a carpenter crew, and we had about a week off. Okay. It was in April, and I was over at a friend's third-floor apartment, sitting on the railing, lost my balance, fell onto the sidewalk. Well, the worst part of it was that I slammed the right side of my head mm-hmm. onto the sidewalk. And I was in a coma for a month, and the doctors and nurses said that I would never walk or talk right again. I broke a bunch of bones, but the worst part of it was having the, I had to drain the blood and the fluid out of my head. I was in a coma for about a month. When I came to, I didn't know. I didn't really know how to talk too good and mm-hmm. couldn't walk because of all the busted bones. And I got up and tried to walk away, tried to go back to work. <laughs> that did not work out. And that you was, told me uh, when you woke up, who was sitting there? My mother. And she said that was the first time I had spoken in over a month. And I had woken up a time or two from the coma, but they knocked me back out. Oh. And I tried to get up and go, and I took her down with me, and that's the first time that she heard me spoke. I'm so sorry, Mom. And I made sure mm-hmm. I was on the bottom when we both fell onto the floor. It's amazing just to think the state that you were in, and you still you knew who your mom was, and you had the instinct when you fell to get under her. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, I always loved my mom. Aww. Yeah, I love most of my family. I've lost a, a sister and mm-hmm. brother, both of my grandmothers, and Aunt Sonia, who Aunt Sonia was, she helped me raise me at one time. Mm-hmm. Grammy Buck. Mm-hmm. My mom came back and got us all together. Aww. Of course, then Billy died and. That was it for mom. She kind of... Is Billy... Was Billy her husband? Uh, Billy was my youngest brother. Oh, that's your brother. Yeah, he and was... And then a, your sister... So we're both... Uh, were you the oldest? I was the oldest, and then there was Sonia, then Justin. He's still alive in Charlotte. Okay. My mom kind of lost it after my youngest brother mm-hmm. died, and mm-hmm. I feel bad about that because I should have done better by her. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't when I was younger. Mm-hmm. When I grew up, you know, I started doing more and more and more. Mm-hmm. She was right down the street in the nursing home, and I went there three times a day with her meal. She wouldn't eat the food that they served. Yeah. I just want to backtrack a little bit. Um, you were talking about your fall and everything. What did your recovery process look like afterwards? Uh, that was, okay, my mom was still alive. And she went to bat. She got all kinds of help from me. This one, they were living in Mount Pleasant mm-hmm. off Can- Candlewood Drive. And she got my Medicaid for me before I even went to Social Security Court. Wow. And <laughs> she just kept calling, calling, calling. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, saying that, you know, it really needs the help, it needs mm-hmm. the transportation. I was not driving at that time. Mm-hmm. And I really couldn't talk very well at that time either. It took like two years. Mm-hmm. And I started walking uh, better and better, and I was walking all around. Of 
course, my mom would call the police on me. <laughs> all I was doing was out walking, <laughs> going to the store to get stuff for her or me. <laughs> and here come the police, the Mount Pleasant police. So, Mr. Buck, are you Kenneth Buck? And I says, yes, I am. Please get in the car. we got to take you home. I said, why? <laughs> She's <laughs> worried about you. <laughs> my mom was very, very worried about me. <laughs> Finally, uh, when I did get the big check from Social Security, of course, I had to pay my representative. And then I paid my stepfather's pickup truck off. I mean, that was about the only money I had been able, you know, it was about $3,000, and I still had a couple thousand dollars. Left. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot, of the, a lot of that on my mother. Mm-hmm. So I tried to make up, but when I was younger, oh, boy, mm-hmm. it was not a very pretty sight a lot of times. Okay. In your teenage years you're talking about? Well, or all the way until I... 30s, 20s? Well, late 20s. Mm-hmm. I started straightening up. Yeah. Okay early 30s I was getting really straight by that but before that I was not a very good child Mm. I quit all of it besides smoking cigarettes which I I need to get I need to get hypnotized for that yeah although I really did like that chant check for quite a while Mm mm-hmm well, I heard the, hypno- um, the hypnosis does work. Uh, I know. And this is so funny. I was literally just watching an interview with Ellen and um, and uh, another comedian, and Tiffany Haddish, and she mm-hmm. was saying that she wanted to quit smoking, and she played the YouTube hypnosis um, to quit smoking while she was sleeping at night, and she did it for like a week straight, and by the end of the week, she woke up and just didn't want to smoke anymore. There you go. That's free so hypnosis. So maybe I... <laughs> That's that's a real good idea. Yeah, maybe I'll have to find some videos yeah, for you to, <laughs> to look up and try. That means I'll have to have a TV in my bedroom. And yeah, what you can do it on your phone. Yeah, okay. And I'm willing to try just about anything. Save me a lot of money, too. Yeah. That's one really good thing about the Joseph Floyd Manor is allow me to save money, buy a car, yeah. and keep the upkeep on the car. Mm-hmm. That's what I made my mind up to do. Yeah. And Bruce, my my sister-in-law, Deborah Buck, and my brother, Justin, says, once you make up your mind to do something, you're going to do it. Yeah. 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 Mm. Well, for those of you who are just tuning in, I'm Jay Smith, along with my co-host, Summer Anderson, and we're talking to Kenneth Buck today. We're talking a little bit about his life and some hypnosis tricks <laughs> Uh, And we're going to be right back. We're going to take a short break here and play a song that he's chosen uh, called Sitting on the Dock of the Bay by Otis Redding. So enjoy the music and thanks for listening to OHM Radio, your nonprofit, non-commercial radio station. I left my home in Georgia Headed for the Frisco Bay I've had nothing to live for Look like nothing's gonna come my way So I'm just gonna sit on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away I'm sitting on the dock of the bay Wasting time Look like nothing's gonna change 
remains the same I can't do what ten people tell me to do So I guess I'll remain the same Sitting here resting my bones And we're back. Thank you so much for tuning in to 96.3 Ohm Radio, your nonprofit, non-commercial local radio station. We're broadcasting live from Workshop at 1503 King Street inside the Ohm Radio Station. My name is Summer Anderson, and I, along with Jay Smith, are the host of Tales from the Manor. For those of you just joining us, we've been talking to Kenneth Buck, our amazing guest today, about some incredible life experiences he's had, how he's come back from them, and about family and taking care of one another. Let's talk about sitting on the dock of the bay. Uh, Arguably one of the absolute greatest songs ever written and sung by the amazing Otis Redding. What's that song mean to you? Well, my mother worked a lot of different jobs in Niagara Falls, and we moved along quite a bit back to South Carolina and then North Carolina. And... My stepfather always loved the 60s music too, so I kind of was raised up on that. And I just loved that song. I actually went out to California, mm-hmm. San Francisco, and sat on the dock and watched <laughs> the waves, guys. And I, I just loved it. I mean, I, I liked the way it sung. And the meaning to me is, you know, patience and, you know, waiting for the good to come. Right. When you when you look back at your life and all that you've gone through, what are you the proudest of? Uh, well, when I was working really good in Charlotte, being a carpenter, people used to call mm-hmm. and, because they wanted me to come to their job site. Okay. And they really liked the work I used to do. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could do it anymore. I can't get up high anymore. Yes, I, I support that. Uh, my balance is just gone, yeah. and I'm really not supposed to get up on to a ladder. Mm-hmm. I really like working with both of my brothers. Yeah, we used to have a good time a lot. Of Most of the time, we used to, we used to have a good. You time. can't get along all the time, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't always good, but yeah. most of the time it was good. It's special to be able to work with your siblings, I would imagine. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, I was always going around. Well, I went out to Oklahoma. Uh-huh help well lay gas pipe wells. Okay. And I, I traveled a lot more than yeah. they did. It sounds like you traveled a good bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked Alabama. Where Oklahoma. in Alabama were you? Huntsville. Okay. I was working on at the Redstone Arsenal. Oh, nice. Again, making really, really good money. Yeah. And then, of course, my brother died. That, and that's when he passed away, when you uh, were living in Huntsville. I was in Alabama, and, of course, my... My brother got a hold of me and said, I have to tell you something really bad, Ken. And uh, I said, I already know. He said, what? I says, I was dreaming. At a, I was over there at a friend's house. I was laying on his couch and I was still drinking at that time. And uh, I was dreaming and he came to me in a dream. And he told me what he'd done, about how it happened. I woke up, of course, and there here comes Doris from the apartment. So I got some bad news for him. I said, I already know. He said, what? How? I said, I just had this dream to where he came to me, and I went down there, and I called my brother, and he said, how did you know? And I told him. He says, you already know. I said, yes, I did. 
we were pretty close. That's what hurt my mom so bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had to go home then. And yeah. of course they said, well, if you leave for over two weeks, yeah. we can't get you back. And I said, well, this way has to be. Yeah. I found another job. Yeah. Um, went back to Charlotte then. Mm -hmm. Stayed with my mom for a while. Of course, then I went off to West Virginia to build a metal roof. And that was a sports arena at one of the colleges mm -hmm. in West Virginia. Uh, I should have I done more. I should have stayed longer. Mm -hmm. I should have tried to help her more. She sure turned around and helped me what? when I got hurt. Well, it sounds like you did. You left Alabama and went to be with her. Uh, I should have stayed longer. Mm -hmm. should have done more, like you said. Mm -hmm. I really live I should have. Well, I think we all, in in situations like this, I think we all look back and say, well, I wish I had done more. I wish I'd stayed longer. But, you know, the fact is that you showed up. Right. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> right, but not everybody does that. And, and I'm sure what you did, whether you think it's small or big, was appreciated. Mm -hmm. And she knew, you know, that's what you could give at the time. And, you know, we we can't always just go back and dwell on that, I wish I did, I wish if this, if that. It's what you did and the person that you did it for, it was well received. And you go forward in life and you continue to go with the same notion of, okay, if there's ever another opportunity where I can do more, I'm going to do more here. Or you just keep getting greater situation by situation. So I, I know from her that I don't even know her, but I know that she appreciated it. I know that your family did. And yeah, I think that's, that's a special bond that you shared. And, you know, they're all looking down and, and smiling at you and keeping up, the, you keeping up the good work. And I know you are because, um, Miss Buck, <laughs> you come into my office almost every day, <laughs> and he's in multiple times a day. And I love it every time I see him come in. I see you smile, and he'll stop at the door first and smile and wave at me, and then come in, <laughs> make sure I'm not busy. But every time, you always have smile on your face. You always have a laugh to share, and most of the time you don't even show up empty-handed and I don't you know I don't say anything that you have to do this or that you know I want this and that you just always you're always thinking about others and and I can just speak for myself because you know I'm the recipient but you're always thinking about me and that makes me happy and it it makes me smile while I'm at work because you know what goes in day in day out there yeah. and how hectic it can be so um yeah, I think your heart just keeps getting kinder. And so just keep that in mind yeah. for you. I'm a true believer in the here and now. Yeah. The present. That's right. I do think back about, well, some of them were really, really good. I mean, some of them not so good, but I try I try to concentrate on the good, mm -hmm. not the bad. Yeah. Uh, and... Hopefully, I'll keep doing the same thing. Yeah, that's uh, the best way to live life. Yeah. I, I like the present. Tried to think good about the future. Mm -hmm. Okay. I really did. Like winning the big, big lot lottery. Yeah. <laughs> Let me spend that If you that win word. that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I you still got to come in the office. <laughs> yeah. First that's of all, right. I, yeah. I had to buy I had to buy the ticket first. Yeah. <laughs> 
said. <laughs> well, to totally switch gears, uh, has there ever been a person that has captured your heart? Three of them. Three? Oh. Yeah. I was drinking. Uh-huh. Well, not all the time, but I was, in my life, I had been a heavy drinker. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't drink every day or even every night. Yeah. But when I did, I really drank. Right. Uh, I almost got married twice, but okay. the drinking mm -hmm. kind of killed that. Yeah. And I may have a, a son, maybe. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh, she captured my heart, but I was out of town working, making a living for right. both of us. Yeah. And she calls me up and says, I think I'm pregnant. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I says, okay. I says, I've been out of town for about three months. Okay. And I says, sure is mine. Yeah. I, that's the bad thing to say. I know. Well, no, I mean, I, I think it's, <laughs> it's an important question to ask. <laughs> I think a, it's your right to yeah. ask that question. I would not feel bad about that. I went back. And uh, walked through her through the whole, you know, yeah. rest of the pregnancy, nine, almost nine months. Okay. I guess it was eight, seven and a half, eight. Uh-huh. And uh, I ran into a friend I was working with, and we looked like brothers. Uh -huh. We were always being mistaken for brothers. Oh, As really? You know, I was over there with Doris when you were out of town. Hmm. I said, oh, really? Hmm. And he says, yeah. And uh, I laughed, and I says, Thank you. I left. <laughs> yeah, that, listen, you handled that with an amazing amount of grace. Yeah. <laughs> Not uh, many people could hold their tongue and. Uh, yeah. You know the the boy did look like both of us. <laughs> Hard to know. <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah. We looked a lot alike. It's pretty, yeah. So I said, okay. All right. Well. I gave her all my information, my mother's maiden name, my social security name. Yep. My full name, Kenneth Litton Buck, and right. I says, you find out who that boy is, you call me. And I, I mean, gave her some, some phone numbers from my family yeah. in Charlotte. Yeah. And I says, they always have the same phone number. I says, be sure who the daddy is, and yeah. I'll come back. Find mm -hmm. out. Yeah. yeah. And she didn't ever, never called? No. Mm-hmm. Well, in California, I was in love with Andrea. Mm -hmm. That didn't really work out too good mm -hmm. for about a year and a half, I guess. Yeah, that's why I remember that song so much. I was, yeah. we had just broken up, and mm -hmm. I was still there. I was there for about almost two years. Mm -hmm. uh, and when that didn't work out, you know, I was still working. Mm -hmm. Landscaping out there was a big thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I left. By that time, I had to hitchhike back yeah. all the way to South Carolina. What? I mean, <laughs> you've you got to have some good hitchhiking stories, and I would like to hear at least one, please. Uh, I gained weight. The truckers. Oh. That was back in the early 80s, uh -huh. and I actually gained weight. Yeah. I mean, the truckers would pick me up and then call ahead and asked for another truck to pick me up. Wow. Every time I got in another truck, they said, we're going to get something to eat. And I, was, I was already full. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's so nice, though, that they were uh, lining yeah. up your rides for you. Yeah. Wow. I, mean, I would talk to them, and yeah. we'd get along, and they would call ahead and say, that this guy's no problem. He's, right. you know not running from anything or anything like that. Yeah. Just needs to ride back home. Wow. 
took it still took me about I guess it took me about a week. Wow. I did stop in Colorado and work for about three or four days. Okay. Detailing cars. Okay. And uh, it took me about a week and a half, two weeks to get there. Were you ever scared or I get not really? I guess I was too young. Yeah. Not really. Well, it sounds like you got one good trucker, and then he called ahead, and yeah. maybe that helped clear the path. Yeah, and I had to sleep out a couple times, mm-hmm. but uh, I was young. Yeah. It didn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, I had just turned, I think I had just turned 21. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the world was still my oyster. Mm-hmm. So. But thank you so much for um, talking to us today. It's been a great conversation. I just want to ask you just one little quick question before we go. Um, how would you like to be remembered? Well, later in life, as I got older, I think I got a little wiser, more given. As a good man, a, you know, a generous man. That's about it. Don't cry when I die. Do not cry, because I know there is an afterlife. I strongly believe in Jesus and good Lord. And I know that there is an afterlife, and everybody that has died before you, you'll be there with them again. You've been listening to Enough Pies, Tales from the Manor, a conversation with residents of the Joseph Floyd Manor with me and my co-host, Jay Smith. To learn more about Enough Pie, a nonprofit that uses creativity to connect and empower our community on Charleston's Upper Peninsula, please visit enoughpie.org. To learn more about Ohm Radio, please visit www.ohmradio963.org. It's been wonderful speaking with you, Kenneth. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time, guys. Remember to spark joy and circulate positive energy, and keep a smile on your face.